0: Hello, writers. I'm Josiane Fortin, and today I'm interviewing Nicole D. Vick. I'm so excited to have her on my podcast. And Nicole is the author of Pushing Through, Finding the Light in Every Lesson, which is a self-published book. So
1: thank you for being with me, Nicole. And please tell us a little bit about you. Hi, Josiane. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Nicole, as you said, Nicole D. Vic, and I am a public health professional. I am a, uh, um, uh, a professor. <laughs> I'm like, what am I? And I am an author. I live in South Central Los Angeles, uh, which is world famous for lots of things, uh, but there are lots of great people here, lots of great culture. I'm a mom. I have an adult child. She's 23 years old, and I'm just really enjoying my life right now, despite everything that's happening, right? There's so much going on right now, um, but at the same time, there's also a lot of wonderful and positive things that are happening, so just really happy to be here with you right now. That's awesome. And I read that you're working in health, right? It's,
0: so it's a big issue right now. You must be really busy. Very
1: busy. Um, so I work in public health, which is a little different from healthcare, right? We typically think of doctors and hospitals as being on the forefront of what's going on with COVID 19. But I work in public health, which is about prevention of disease and promotion of health but in communities so yes very very busy so busy that my usual day job is no longer like i got totally reassigned um to do totally different work but it's it's related to covid and it's been um challenging but definitely a rewarding experience so um very busy and um wanting to see the light at the end of the tunnel and i don't know if we're gonna see that anytime soon so it's really interesting time we're in right now.
0: Yeah. Do you still have time to write? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Not for now. Okay. And why did you decide
1: like to self-publish that first book that I just talked about? Sure. So there were two things. I think at the time I had turned 40. And so for me, 40 felt like a good time in life to stop and take a look back, right? Like, how did I get where I am today? What things, what people, um, what lessons really helped to frame who, you know, is sitting here right now? And then the other thing that happened is actually job related. I was sitting in a training at work, and the training was around race equity. So in public health, we talk about things like racial equity. And a slide came up in this training, and it said, in in loosely loosely worded, it said something like, Blacks fail worse in every single system in society. And it talked about education, housing, um, we're overrepresented in the homeless population, we're overrepresented in the criminal justice system. And as a public health professor and a public health professional, I know this information, so it wasn't new to me and I know why it happens, but for some reason, I was having a hard, I was, the emotion was all in my face, and I was mad and sad, and I was like, this is such an interesting feeling that I'm having, and yeah, I know I even already feel- knew
0: about that. Right. Then, like, that specific day, like, something,
1: like, it hit you. Right, um, and you know, you know what it was? I'll say this. What it was, was the fact that, yes, I get it from the academic level, from the work level, but at the same time, I'm like, wait, you're talking about me. You're talking about my family, people that look like me, my neighborhood, my community. And, it, that, and I think that's why I kind of was sitting in, the, in that seat kind of like, what, <laughs> in this weird moment. Um, and I realized I needed to tell my story.
0: Yeah. So that's what inspired you to write your first book. But what is it about exactly? Like we haven't talked about it. It covers like your life stories. Like who would read that book and who can
1: benefit from reading it? So the book is my life story with those very important public health concepts layered throughout. So and I'll give examples. So for um. We talk about, in public health, a lot about educational attainment being a social determinant of health. And all that really means is that a number of years of education you have tend to equate to a longer life expectancy, healthier um, a healthier life, right? And so in my book, I talk about my early t- childhood years, growing up with my grandparents and my great-grandparents. And I talk about my schooling and how my education really sort of uh, created this wonderful foundation for my life. So it's life story, public health, life story, public health, and then a few life lessons in there. Yeah. Um, I was team up. How on. you contrast like
0: all, like your experience of your life and then like statistics, like how you can compare and contrast this thing. It's very interesting.
1: Yes. And How long did it take you to write the book? It took me a year. It took me a year. I will say I had a book coach, her name is Kim O'Hara, and she was so helpful because I'm the kind of person, I don't know if you can tell by my conversation, I have a thousand different things going on in my head. And so it, it was really helpful to have her sit. I remember our first meeting. I'm just like talking, blah, 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 blah. She was like, okay, <laughs> chapter one, <laughs> chapter two. So she helped yeah. me kind of make it make sense. Yeah, and um, organize in your head so you yes. can write it afterwards. And then she helped me accountable every two weeks. I need a chapter every two weeks. and I'm That's
0: like, how you wrote it so fast because usually when I talk to authors like it takes them way more than a year I remember my first book took more than five years on and off and just like not sticking to it and then just going back and forth so that's very impressive that you could do it with the help of a coach within one year so I guess that would be maybe an advice that you would give to
1: aspiring authors Definitely to have, uh, if you, you know, she did, you know, she charges for her time as she should, um, but if it's not possible, if it's not in your budget, you can even find accountability partners because I think that was probably the second most important part of it. So she helped me organize, but then she also helped me accountable because remember, I'm working full time, I'm teaching on the side, I'm on boards, commissions, there's meetings, there's all these things happening, but all I knew was every two weeks, I had to have this chapter and it had to make sense. Yeah. And, you know, she would call me out, like, I don't understand this particular concept. And what are you, what does this mean? And I'm like, what do you mean? To me, it makes sense because it's my lived experience, but yeah. she pushed me, oh, if she doesn't get it, then it, I need to do a better job of explaining what I'm writing. Yeah.
0: And also when you have like such a deep expertise in something, like sometimes it's just like jargon and, Like you just assume everybody knows about like the basic stuff of your industry, but then they don't. So that's really good that you got like a second look on the writing so she could help. And do you have other advice that you would give to aspiring authors?
1: I think the biggest one is to really realize that everyone's story is worth telling, that there, we all have a story that is worth telling and that someone will benefit from hearing what you've written. So don't ever think, well, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. There's someone that would benefit. I mean, I have sat with students, graduate students that are like, we need this story because we are in graduate school and we're in this tunnel and we can't see the other side and you represent the other side right? You got through, Um, you pushed through to the other side. So it really, I think that's another good piece of advice. And then also to um, invest in a good proofreader and an editor, someone that can go back behind what you've written and make sure it looks good. Cause you know, you kind of writing in a moment and, and if you don't stop and have someone else look at it, sometimes you miss things. So I think that's the other thing I would suggest as well. We had someone kind of look through and say, wait, There's some mistakes here um, and help me reconcile some parts of the book. Awesome. And what do you feel is the hardest thing about becoming a self-published author? Besides writing it, I would say getting the word out really, because you're kind of on your own. And and think about doing this right now in COVID, there's no in-person book launches, there's no in-person showing up at a bookstore and meeting people, everything. Like I'm trying to do this right now and I can't do anything in person. And so it's really, really hard. So even when COVID wasn't here, I can imagine it also being um, very difficult to do so i'm i talk a lot about this book to everybody (laughs) i know and i'm trying to figure out different strategies to get the word out it's it's not as, as easy as people think
0: yeah so what what are strategies
1: that you've tried maybe some good ones or bad ones um i think one of the best strategies i've had is is to do podcasts so i've been able to connect with people that um have podcast shows that are about writing or that are about public health. I had no idea there were public health podcasts until I started <laughs> to look. I'm like, oh shoot! I've been missing out this whole time. I I work in public health. Why yeah. didn't I know this? Um, public um, podcasts that are focused on women's empowerment. So I've been doing a lot of that, um, and I've been trying to do more like reading of my book um, on like Facebook Live and doing That's a Instagram good idea. Course. Never heard yeah. of one. They like it. It's really cool because people are like, what happened next? And I'm like, find <laughs> out, <laughs> pick up
0: a copy. <laughs> I don't know how much it costs, but I would imagine like only $17.95 and to, to read the whole thing. So that's, that's really good. I like that one. And so like specifically about self-publishing, what do writers need to know? Like an advice that you have, because like they are very different. Platforms that you can
1: choose from, like all that world. Like, what would you say? I will say that for me, it it worked for me to have someone to help me. So Kim O'Hara was the person that helped me write the book, and then she helped me um, find someone to help me publish the book. And so, even though I'm self-published, that person helped me get the title of my book. I thought I wanted to call my book something else, and, and Kim said no, and, and we were confused. I'm, I don't know what to do, and the person that I worked with at the publishing company helped me get the title, the subtitle, helped me with the cover, um, helped put the book on Amaz- Amazon KDP, that's what it's called, right, yeah. um, so it really helped to have um, someone. I'm definitely not a do-it-yourself completely. Like, I-, I need help because it's so many <laughs> things that I'm doing, so I yeah. would say um, find someone that can help you. I've also found out that there are a lot of Facebook groups um, that are out there for self-published authors, people that are trying to write and that need that help. And that way you kind of get the advice of other people that are in the same position that you're in, which is which is also really cool. Um, and you can kind of get guided. The other day someone posted in there and there were some errors in her cover. And she was like, should I still publish it? And we were like, no, 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 fix it and then put it (laughs) back up. But she, she felt like she didn't know what to do. So we were able to help her. So sometimes just like
0: getting feedback from other people, just when we get stuck in that confusion, it's always fun to interact with other people. Definitely, definitely. And so do you have, well, I guess we talked about it, but one of my questions is, do you have other sources of income? Because a lot of writers dream about, just living from book sales? Like, is that something you're looking for, like speaking engagement and things
1: like that? I'm hoping to do more speaking engagements, more paid speaking engagements. That hasn't really um, panned out for me yet, and and partly because of COVID-19, right?
0: yeah you don't have like big events right now
1: <laughs> right i mean there are things that are still happening virtually but you know it's it's not the same so hopefully i can get to that position um the good thing about it is my in my public health work experience i am a health educator by profession so Talking and speaking publicly is something that I've done for the last 15, 20 years anyway. So I'm ready.
0: (laughs) It's comfort zone. Like it's not a big thing, a big fear of yours
1: to talk in public. Right. So I'm ready for that and and we'll see. But for now, I still work my day job. Um, I don't plan to quit anytime soon. Um, My teaching job is a side job and I love it. Because it allows me to share my work experience and my lived experience with students and, and hopefully get them inspired um, to take a career in public health. Um, and so I'm still you know, doing what I have to do until the day comes when I can say, see you later, job, and, and do my own thing. But for now, we're just, you know, you got to build. You know, you have to start slow and, and keep pushing and, and get to a point where um, your work speaks for itself. Yeah.
0: And you say right now you don't have like time to write anything, but I'm sure like your head is filled with ideas. Like what would be the next book you
1: would want to write? Okay. So you, you will not believe this. Okay. (laughs) I found out, and I think I've always known it in the back of my head, but then it kind of came back up recently. So my great grandmother, um, actually lived quite a long time. She, lived, she was almost 100 years old, okay? So, I was going through Ancestry.com, looking up information, looking up census information. My great-great, my great-grandmother's mother's name is Molly Timberlake. Now, we know there's somebody else in this world with (laughs) a famous with the last name Timberlake, okay? Yes, are you related? (laughs) <laughs> that's what I want to know. And so, and here's the other part of it. So not only is her name Molly Timberlake, she's also from Tennessee. Justin Timberlake is from Tennessee. Okay. So what is the likelihood? I don't think that's a coincidence. So the next book for me, I want to go back as far as I can um, down my family tree to try to figure out, um, I have a lot of questions that, I really, you know, I was younger when my great-grandparents were around and I didn't know, you know, you you wish you could ask questions now, they're gone. So I have questions that I want answered and I just want to see how far back I can go. Um, As you know, Blacks in America, we often don't have um, such a, you know, aren't able to go as far back in history as other cultures due to um, the impact of slavery, but I really want to see how far back I can go. Yeah, some
0: branches you might be able to go way, way back, and then others, like, you won't be able to go so far. But right. that's going to be very interesting. So, the book it will be about your
1: ans- uh, like, the history of your ancestors. Yeah. So, my great grandmother, for example, came to Los Angeles in the 1930s and she married my great-grandfather, they were business owners. And it's always been a question to me, how in in, in the United States during the time, 1930s, during mm-hmm. the civil rights movement and all that, how they were able to be business owners and be relatively successful. My great-grandfather had a gas station, a Shell gas station in 1950. Um, and I'm like, how did he do that? So some of those questions I would love to have answered. Um, and I just really want to, again, go all the way back to Molly Timberlake in Tennessee, maybe even fly to Tennessee after coronavirus is over and figure out where did they live? Like, what was it like? Um, yeah, maybe the house is still there and you can go
0: and see yeah. what it's like. And do you know what Timberlake is from? Like,
1: what what country would that last name be from? The only thing that we were told, and, and, you know, of course, family history, sometimes those stories aren't entirely accurate, but Timberlake sounds like an Indian, you know, Native American type oh, thing. yeah. yeah we're not yeah.
0: really sure. Well, <laughs> you, you need to come back on my podcast later w- once you discover all that. And right? if people want to know more about you and about your book, where can they connect with you?
1: So the best place is Instagram. My Instagram is Nicole D. Vic. And uh, right now, my LinkedIn page is also very active, and I think LinkedIn is a great place to catch up with me as well. I've been connecting with a lot of students, um, which has been really exciting because they're interested in, you know, my career and what am I doing, and I love talking to people. So Instagram or LinkedIn are the two um, places to find me. My website is coming. They're, like, literally working on it, like, right now, Um, and so it'll be up soon, and it's the same thing, my first name, middle initial, last name. Okay, awesome.
0: Uh, I'll make sure to share all those links in the show notes. And so, thank you so much for being with me today. It was so fun talking to you.
1: Yay! Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. If you're ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course, How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing!